I was born and grew up in uh, Mecca, in Saudi Arabia. I think everybody knows Mecca is like the holy uh, city for Muslim people, where we have the holy mosque. It's crowded all around the year because we have people come from all around the world to visit the holy mosque. So this make us more open and more exposed to others because we used to, to have a lot of people from different countries, from different culture all the time. This is the most privilege that Mecca people have, to have connection with another people. I was in the middle school, but then I was just like, I was so quiet. Uh, it didn't give me this uh, value in the classroom amongst all the girls because the more you're active, the more you're outgoing with the teacher, you get better grades, you get better treatment from teachers. I was so quiet so smart, but I was so quiet. Just, okay, you pass your exams, you have high grade, but you don't have value. Teacher doesn't remember your name. I started talking so much, very loud. My voice was so little, nobody hear it. It was just like, I started screaming until now. I become like, my voice is just like, go to higher volume. Uh, when I was in high school, they started asking us, the teacher, what do you want to do? What do you want to be after university? I don't know if you know her name, Miss Hanan Ashrawi. She's a Palestinian politician. She was very famous at that time. She was all over TVs and she acted like men. I used to look at her just like, I want to be like her. Very strong, very powerful, like men. Because like, I want to be like Miss Hanan Ashrawi. She's like, why? So like, because she is a female working with male and she doesn't have a problem, and she's able to do it. She's like, you're not allowed to do this in this country. It's like, <laughs> and then I went to my dad, dad, I want to do something different. I want to work with men, competing with men. I don't like competing with women, actually, especially in my country. We grew up knowing that men have the most authority, they have the rights of everything. I didn't like that. I love my father, I love my brothers, I love my uncles. I don't have a problem with men. But why they are like, they look at them as stronger than women. They're not, we're equal. So I said to my dad, I want to compete with men. I don't want to compete with women. He said, why? He's just like, I, I just want to do this. Do you think I'm able to do it? It's like, um, I don't know, just like, we leave it like this. You don't need to talk about this in front of everyone. And he left me about four years without even discussing these things. And suddenly he just like, he came to me and said, what do you think if you become a pilot? This is, would be a really competing with men. <laughs> I said like, okay, why not? I just like, I love traveling. I don't have a problem to do it. It's like, are you able to do that? You will be with men all the time. Just like, I don't have a problem with men. I will be with them. I will succeed, I'm sure. I am the first female Saudi pilot, officially. To be a pilot, you have like just a, to have a high school certificate. Uh, then you apply in academy or aviation college to get a license. There is like many different licenses, private pilot license, and then commercial instrument, which allow you to work and get paid for what you're doing as a job. The processing, there is like a theory section. You have to pass it before doing the practical training. That would take, the average is about 18 months to do everything. The first thing I had to do, that to get a permission from the government to do it, but they, they said like, we cannot say no, 
but we cannot say yes as well because we cannot guarantee a job for her and we cannot give her a scholarship for sure because she's a pilot and we don't support this. They said to my dad, if you want, you pay everything for her, we're not getting involved. At that time, we don't have academy for pilot training in Saudi Arabia. Even if we do have, they would not let me in because I'm a female, because it's only for men. I had to go to Jordan to do my training because I couldn't do it in Saudi Arabia anyhow. In Jordan, they were so very, very supporting. I cannot forget how, how they were cooperated with me as a female from Saudi Arabia from the first day I arrived to school. They used to have uh, even female instructors. This is the first thing convinced me that I can do it because they have a female instructors. When I applied first at the academy in Jordan, I didn't know that I was the first. The manager and the instructors in the school, they told me that you are the first because there's like no other female pilot in Saudi Arabia registered in any other countries. Maybe they have a private pilot license, they do it for fun, but there is no female pilot have a commercial license. So you would be the first. I was like, okay, this is like exciting, I want to do it. I have to say, I have to admit that I, I wanted the, the title so badly. Like, I want to do it. I want to get the title to be the first, it's something different. But afterward, it just like feels, oh my God, what trouble I put myself in. It's a huge responsibility. It's like no way to give up at any point, because if I would give up at some point, no other female in Saudi Arabia would be a pilot ever. Especially when the media started, like the press saying that there is a female pilot in Saudi Arabia, and she is the first, and she broke all the walls. She's like challenging her society, and this is like, I don't want to be in trouble with, them, with my country, but I'm doing it for myself. I'm not asking for something in my country. At the first, I wanted just like to get a license, picture with my uniform, and give it to my dad, put it in his office, saying to people that my daughter know how to fly. This is the, the only thing at the beginning. And then when I started actually training, and I knew that I was the first female pilot, I said to my dad, Dad, I want this as my career. This is my job forever. I want to work as a commercial pilot. Would you let me do that? He's like, I was dreaming to see you a commercial pilot, but I don't want to put this load on you. But if you want to do it, I'm behind you. The, the, the journey started from then that I had to, to finish. I have to succeed. I have to approve to the country that I'm able to do what man can do. I was so amazed by the response of the Saudi press. It was so positive. I was surprised, really. I didn't expect that. Already the media helped me so much in Saudi Arabia to get me known by the government, by the royal family, that there is a female pilot. And I was announcing and saying, I need to be supported in the country because I'm doing it for my country. In 2004, I had big support from uh, one of the royal family in the country. His name is Prince Al-Walid bin Talal. He is a big name for a royal family member who is really supporting women in Saudi Arabia very much. Then he gave me a job as a pilot in his company, which is like a private pilot. Just be his pilot for his family. So that was like, oh my God, this is a big thing. He hired me in 2004. I graduated from Jordan. I get back to the country. They refused my license at the beginning because 
I'm a female. And then I had to do some more training in England, more training in America to get the FAA license. It took about nine years to get me the Saudi license. I had a big doubt in my mind that the prince would never fly with me because how would he believe and trust women to fly him? So I, like, I wasn't the only one who was flying. I, I was first officer, so I had my captain, and he's a, a man. Still, like, I'm the first officer. I have a lot of responsibility to do many things. And then the prince, he's so friendly and he's so normal. When he came up to the plane, just like, I'm going to fly with you finally. Just like, OK, are you sure you want to fly with me? If you want to change your mind, I don't have a problem. Just like, I trust you. Just do what you learn. I couldn't be emotional that time. I couldn't cry because I'm so emotional. So I couldn't cry that time. Just like I had to be strong. And then the the airplane wasn't that big. Like it's a jet, but it's eight passenger. And our cockpit doesn't have a door, so it's not closed. I could hear him, and he said like, "Okay, Anadi, go, 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 go." It's like when we did the first takeoff. When I landed, I did the landing. It was manual, obviously, and he starting applauding, and he asked the people to applaud for me. Ah, at that time, I had to be emotional. I had to cry. This is just like, it goes beyond my dream, very much. I got permission from him to flew with my parents. My mom was like, kind of afraid. Even when I was doing my training, she was like, oh, I, I don't want to put any pressure on you. That's why I don't want to fly with you when I was doing the training. It's just like, mom, I have the license now. I'm approved by the government in Saudi Arabia. You have to fly with me. You have to, to believe in me. We're not going to die. So just like, you have to come. <laughs> she was crying when she saw me with the uniform. And I just like took them on the plane. Just like, OK, have your seatbelt. You'll be fine. My dad. When we landed, he said, I wouldn't dream anymore. This is what I dreamt of. And that's it. It goes much, much beyond. Uh, that's the, this is the, the most important uh, days of ever, like in, in my, my career. I would never forget it, never. My parents gave me the confidence in myself even before being a pilot, my parents, when we used to travel in the summer and when we had like our summer trip, my dad used to give me the authority to lead them, to put this inside me, just like you're a leader, you're a leader. I think my power, the power I got, like I got it from the people I love, for my family, for my brother, for my nieces, nephew. I couldn't be weak in front of them at all. Sometimes um, I am, I do it, I cry a lot, but most of the time I try not to show it that much because I want to give them this energy of being strong and being fighter and be a successful people in the society. It took me so much time to approve myself. Ages, like I sacrificed a lot of things in my life just to approve that I'm capable. This is the the most costly thing I had to pay to be in this position uh, in my, my, my journey. I had to pay this, not to have a family, not to have a normal life. I knew it from the beginning. I want it. But when you get older, things is changing in your mind. Just like, OK, now time is to have children. Now time is to have fully established in your social or emotional life. And that what is missing right now. When I first started, they told me, like, you would never find a Saudi man who accept your situation or accept your work. 
I said like, no, I will find one day. I'm not going to give up on this. I will find the Saudi man who is accepting my position, my situation, and he will be supportive. My last training was with a female instructor. Uh, and she is a pilot in, uh, she's a captain in Delta Air Nine. She's a female and she has a family. She has daughters. And her life was normal. She used, like, she's uh, instructing and she flies. She doesn't have to worry about being a female at all. Sooner or later, the woman has to get their right to do whatever they're they, they able to do, if they want. I'm, I'm not asking her to go outside and work and get involved in other things rather than what she's doing because her choice to be with her children, with her husband at house. But I'm saying for the women who wants to do something in their life, do work, what the reason why we're not allowed to? Because we are women like any other women around the world. We don't have disability, but the opposite. We have this spirit of challenging because we're forced for a period of time not to doing many things. Now we have this spirit of we have to do it. We have to approve that we are able to do. I could see it for many Saudi female that we cannot be abandoned for the, the rest of our life. We have to do something. And now we have a voice. We can, we can talk and we can say it loud and clear. I'm so loyal to Saudi Arabia very much. A lot of things in my mind, I'm just like, I want to do it for Saudi Arabia because I love this country. It's my country. This is the, where I was born, where I was raised. So when I hear some girl saying, thank you very much, you inspired me that everything is possible. It's not about only being a pilot, but you've done something, it was not permitted to do it in, in the country, but you did it. This is what makes you feel like, okay, I'm able to do more and fight more.